everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so super excited that you are staying with me and, and on this journey with me. I am. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday, that you're doing something that serves yourself in a positive way um, and that you're doing to take care of yourself because that's really, that's really what this space is all about. And so I'm really excited today um, that, you know, the last couple of weeks since our world is basically pivoted and changed almost on a dime. Um, you know, we're all, we're finding ourselves all of a sudden in a new normal. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to my episodes from the last couple of weeks, I would really invite you when you feel inspired and you have time to please do that because I feel like repetition always helps, number one. And number two, we all have to recognize that none of us are alone in what's happening right now, that all of us um, are are finding ourselves in a situation where we're having to think different, we're having to operate different, we're having to literally be another version of ourselves, and that can create a lot of fear and uncertainty, almost to the point where, you know, maybe we resort into into practices that don't necessarily serve us. And so I really want to dedicate this space over the next few weeks. I don't even know that I even want to put a timetable on it over the next few weeks um, to bringing you rich helpful information that can not only help serve you, but that can help up-level your self-care journey over the next few weeks, because I'm going to give it to you straight here. There's always straight talk on this show. Whatever your world is going to look like or how you want it to look like on the other side of all this is everything um, based on what you decide to do today, literally, and how you look after yourself in the days ahead. And so with that said, I am super, super excited to introduce my guest today. I am actually going to let her introduce herself. She, I'm just super excited that she has created time out of her busy schedule to join me. Um, she is, um, she does a lot of work in weight loss and has a, a really compelling personal story to tell. And so before I introduce her, I'm going to really let her tell her story. Her name is Suzanne Carpenter. Suzanne, I'm super excited that you decided to join me today. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you? Oh, you bet. Allison, thank you for including me in your community. I absolutely enjoy your podcast and what you stand for. And it's just an honor to get to be here with you today. So thank you. Thank you. So, okay, here's the deal. I live in Atlanta right now. And I was born and raised in Michigan. So a long time ago, when I was a freshman in college, I met my husband. And we decided to stay together as long as it was fun. So the good news is it was always fun. Outstanding. We prescribe to the method of smoking hot dates, even to this day. And the reason is because we have four kids. And we have a 20-year-old an 18-year-old senior, and I have twins that are 13. And I I promise you, I feel like they were born 10 minutes ago. They were just babies. But when we started our life together and growing our family, I was a first grade teacher and I wanted to come home. So that happened when number two was born. Dave starts building the corporate career. He's gone all the time, always on an airplane, late nights. Constantly traveling. Yep. You know, that whole, like, I'm basically a single mom and the everything falls on my shoulders kind of a thing. There's a lot of women that identify with that. And that was great that Dave was providing that life for us, but we missed him terribly. Like he missed a lot of the kids first and life uh-huh. threw us a curveball. Just like you're guaranteed to get one. It's not if, it's just when. And ours happened in 2009 when the big three auto industry tanked. 
And oh, so wow. I end up in the hospital. I had a full bowel obstruction, was in there for about a month. My twins had turned two during that time. And Dave was forecasting because it was uh, January. And he says, uh-huh. you know what, darling, they're not going to need me in three years. It's going yeah. to be too top heavy. We need to go find something else. So he, like for, you know, any woman who is the stay at home mom, Dave was the sole provider. Him saying that he had to change jobs after 14 years rattled me t- to my core. So I bet. We end up moving to Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, because Dave is going to be able to be home at nighttime. And the thing is, we didn't talk about this because we're the nicest people on the planet. And by the way, this is not free marital advice. Don't do this. But we weren't talking about the finances. (laughs) (laughs) We were like just sweeping that little subject under the rug because we didn't want to stress each other out. But Dave was thinking, we just cut out savings for four weddings and four colleges and four retirements. And I was thinking like a girl, like we just cut out smoking hot dates and trips and these kids need a lot of shoes. And I was thinking those thoughts. Okay. That all matters because it got me to where I am now. So this is 10 years ago. I go to work out one day. I bump into this direct sales company. And that was where I kind of got my start with being an entrepreneur. That was like... Uh I got my chops about me. It was a great training ground. And I was fitting people to products and I was really good at it, but I was noticing this trend. They were looking for magic diet pills and down in Jackson, Mississippi, yeast rolls and barbecues, not going to help you with your health journey a whole lot. Right. Totally. (laughs) So I would, I found like this love for explaining the food part and it was just pro bono, but it was so obvious and logical to me that I helped, I needed to help clear up the kitchen because abs are made in the kitchen. And so I'm doing this and I'm saying to my husband, like, you know, I really, really enjoy working with the food and clearing up the food confusion. I really, really like this. And those are conversations we're having. Then I'm, I'm at an event and I'm working with doctors and dietitians, and somebody says, Hey, you know what you say you would, you would die for your kids, but would you change for them? Allison, that was the question that changed everything. That wow, incredible. Would you change for them? What does it really mean? If you really start thinking about that, that one's going to stir you up a little bit. And that one caused me some sleepless nights because the last thing in the world I want to be is a hypocrite. But Uh I was, I knew that I had a secret. And I, I mean, I plan to take this secret to the grave. I never plan to tell anybody this. But I was starting to feel like if I didn't come to terms with my eating disorder, and I was a raging bulimic, that my daughters were going to do probably the same thing as me. And I knew the bully, evil, mean voice that was in my head. And I thought I could never stand the idea that they would talk to themselves that way. I would never wow. like, I would never speak to them that way. I would never let them hear somebody speak to me that way. And it just started to become illogical that this is what I was doing to my own self. Yeah. And when I realized they might do the same thing, that's when I went in and I just started pursuing getting health and, and filling in some of the gaps in knowledge that I didn't have. And I planned to stop there. I mean, it was such a big shame that I had over this, I never planned to say it out loud. But they always say that your message is in your mess. And then here we are. Now I have this huge Mother Teresa complex and I am just paying for forward the wisdom and the knowledge uh-huh. to help others because I, it's just it's a subject that's crippling and it's so real and it's so prevalent that I want to play a part in helping others. 
Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's just so awesome because you brought up a really good point when you talked about the shame that you felt. And I think so many people that struggle with the right way to talk to themselves and and the right way and and um, going forward into how that translates into how they take care of themselves. Speak to what that actually means a little bit more. Well, I think for me, okay, so then there's worth and value in your own self. Like the shame can hold you back and the shame feels really, really bad because Uh it's like something you're trying to cover up. And I think when it comes to health, one way that we can cover up the shame and quiet it for a minute is with food. The endorphins that can come from food and eating excess quantities of it because the more food you eat, the longer you're eating the food, the longer the pain feeling is quiet or numbed that's out. That's true. That's a, that's a great, that's a great um, analogy because I feel like, you know, if, when, I, when, I, when, I talk to, when I talk to people about working out or when I start with a new client and one of the first things they say is they want to focus on weight loss, they're mm-hmm. usually very quick to point to a couple areas of their body they're not happy with. And whether it's their, you know, whether it's their stomach or their rear end or their legs or whatever, those are the areas that they actually want to cover up, like you're mentioning. And, and that's a com- complete reflection to me of what they think of that part of their body. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about, you know, the shame that's, that's entailed with it, I think actually what you put in your mouth has a lot to do with that. Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Most definitely. You know, and I prescribe to every extra 10 pounds that you carry is like a layer of pain. And so addressing why the state of overweight where you have weight that you want to lose a lot of times does mean we're going to have to eventually get to a point of why food for comfort? Why, what are we covering up? What are we running away from? Yeah. Well, and I think this is where, we just have to always be so, I don't, I'll stop short of calling it consumed because there's something about the word consumed that can have a negative connotation for some people. But I think what we have to think about though is, is what's the reason that we're doing it? Are we eating because we're hungry or are we eating because we're trying to self-medicate? Absolutely. Well, if you, if you think about it, there's a lot of ways that we can make ourselves feel better when we feel really bad, when we feel stressed or anxious or nervous or overwhelmed, we can choose a lot of things, but a lot of them are socially unacceptable over, um, let's see, drinking in excess, drugs, stealing, driving too fast, gambling. Those are all things that can temporarily give you a high or endorphins and make you feel better. But socially they're frowned upon. So we're less likely to turn to them. Whereas food and food eaten in excess, that's almost like a state of celebration. And it's something that's so socially acceptable that we've gotten this habit of let's go ahead and overeat to get away from the pain. The problem well, and it's is like what I tell my college students, you know, there's nowhere else in the world that you will find an all you can eat buffet except in the United States. <laughs> find that anywhere else in the world because it's just like you said, food is celebrated, it's a culture, it's a way of life, you know, and if you, you know, you've ever traveled to Europe or a foreign country, I mean, the way they approach eating is so different from how we do it here. I mean, yes. You, you're not going to find a drive-through in England, for example, or France, where you can biggie size your fries for less money than getting a healthy meal. And that kind of feeds into the mindset 
that of why, why so, it's so easy for people to justify the things that they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have definitely gone for quantity over quality with food. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, absolutely. So why mm-hmm. don't you tell me a little bit about um, your business? You call it Babysit My Plate and the Food <laughs> University. What does that mean? Sure. Okay. So my company, first off, is called Carpenter 180, and I want to tell you why. And okay. it's Carpenter is my last name, but carpenters build things and we're building lifestyles. And then yeah. 180 is a direction. So yeah. 180 degree turn is what we're looking to make in somebody's pattern of eating. Interesting. And it takes one intentional decision for each meal for over 80 days in a row because it takes about 66 days to create a new habit. So it means it's going to take time. That's why the name Carpenter 180. But then I developed from there three different types of programs because in all my time of working with different clients and students, there's different needs and different need levels. So let me explain this. Okay. Do you remember when you, well, you're a college prof. So studying for the test and there's this abundant amount of information and you, you have that feeling of, I don't know what I need to know for the test. I need to somehow know all of it. And you're cramming it in your head. You know that feeling? Oh, yeah, totally. And then you take the test and then you forget almost all of it because you didn't learn it. Uh-huh. I want to prevent that from happening to people as they can learn about nutrition. You're meant to learn and graduate and apply. So my whole premise is, can I educate the person to be empowered? Empowered being you understand how to order off of a menu and what labels to look at at the grocery store. And then can you be inspired to live this way forever? Sort of like you're meant to graduate from high school and never go back in. You're supposed yeah. to graduate and go live your life. Okay. Yeah. So what I did is the first program is called SOS or Sue's on your shoulder. It's a daily soundbite. It's two to three minutes long and it comes to a person's text message. You just click the link and you listen to the, the message. And How it's cool me- is that? And this is why, this is what makes me so excited. I'm working with the power of learning and repetition. Do you remember when we learned our multiplication facts in grade? Yeah, you You had to do them over and over. I remember literally writing them out as a kid. Yes. And you do your threes and fours and you'd master them. And then suddenly you're on your nines, tens, and elevens, but then your teacher would pull back the threes and fours just to reinforce. So what I did is I I built a subscription off of that same premise of I'm going to show up and teach concepts of protein and fat and fiber and carbohydrate and net carb and burning fat for fuel. I'm going to teach all these big nutrition concepts, but I'm going to give them to you in bite-sized chunks that don't take a lot of time. But because there's going to be a repetition and a frequency every day, we're going to actually get some learning done. And it's not going to be overwhelming. So that's the one I'm actually the most excited about because it's $15 a month and everybody can start out with seven free days just to see if it's a fit for them because wow. it's just not awesome. to fit into our life. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's the one that I'm the most excited about because for my clients that money is a, an issue, this doesn't have to be. Oh, and wow. for the clients that time is a problem, this doesn't have to be. They can get the nutrition information they need in the yeah. right order yeah. basically, and then get the results that they're looking for. And they're not going to have that test overwhelm. That's why I did that. So, so, I'm, then, so I'm guessing the other courses then are just, are, are different, but maybe they're just a little bit more involved or whatever, right? They are. I mean, they're what you expect. So the Food Peace University is the coursework, like the, you pay X okay. dollars and get a month long course on this subject. 
And like right now, my, you know, it, my next course is going to open up in a month or so. And then okay. babysit my plate is yeah. basically the one-to-one tutoring. And it's a spinoff of me being a mom, you know, like send me pictures of your restaurants that you're going to, and let me help you with ordering. Or if you're in the grocery store, snap me pictures of the foods that you're thinking you're going to get. So we make sure they're the right ones. You get access to me. We figure out basically what foods they want, you know, and create together a menu. Well, it just, it just goes to show the, you know, the way, the way that you're thinking with what you're doing is it's, you know, it, it's all because everybody views self-care in their own way. You know, I yes. mean, I don't really know necessarily which approach is going to land better with people. And this is why, you know, I always talk about self-care being a journey because it's, it's different for one person versus, versus, versus somebody else. I mean, you know, I know speaking from my own experience, I can think of times when having a text message from you for a month would have been like the best thing ever. And then mm-hmm. months where, I felt like, okay, I got this. I'm good. You know, maybe I just need to be working on something else. So it, you don't really know exactly what you're going to need in the moment until you actually need it. You know, and then the other part is the weight loss journey or the self-care journey is so personal to what you're saying that I feel maybe somebody wants one-on-one attention but it's too scary because yeah. they need to do a little bit of work before then. That's yeah. where a course would be a better fit. Or maybe they did one-on-one work with me and we, you know, they're, they're feeling like they want to fly, but the sound bites coming every single day, just as reinforcement would fit. Yeah. There's just, everybody's in a different place. That's exactly it. To, I could not mm-hmm. agree more. Mm-hmm. As long as they're moving forward, that's, that's what matters. If they're this making is very true. Yeah, a- absolutely. So now that we're, you know, now that to speak to kind of how I open the show today, you know, it, it's kind of like the pink elephant in the room, you know, the situation that everybody's kind of front and center in everybody's mind right now, this whole coronavirus mess. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm real quick to say when I'm talking to people um, that, you know, we don't necessarily wait for something like this to happen to make us really take a long look at what our habits actually are. But because, you know, all of that's already there. But when faced with a situation like, you know, everybody's new normal is today, of course, it's going to come up in a lot bigger way. So, you know, I'm thinking about the person who's sitting out there listening, who, you know, maybe alone, maybe not. And they're, you know, they're thinking, Maybe they were on a roll, you know, for themselves or doing something different. And then all this hit and everything's different. So now they've got a lot more time on their hands and maybe they're in a situation that's just forcing them to go back to maybe those habits that don't serve them. Mm -hmm. So what, what easy to give me three quick, easy tips. What would you tell them about like where to start today? Okay. Well, first off, like what you were saying about, we're slipping back into some old habits, you Uh know, it's. For me, the education always comes when I understand a why behind something. And for a lot of us, we go to the comfort foods that um, are often comfort foods that we ate as children. And the reason we turn to the comfort foods is it reminds us of a time in our life where someone else was taking care of us and we felt safe and we felt secure. So if you can understand that you're probably going to comfort foods for a psychological reason, it uh-huh. helps make it a little bit easier to turn your back on them now. Yeah. To be able to move toward the progress because it's going to just flat out require effort, everybody. And that's the truth of it. 
to turn away from comfort food and to begin to make um, steps towards things that serve you and are a part of your self-care, that's going to require effort. And I applaud you for being brave and deciding to do that. And I don't want to minimize that I understand and recognize how much effort that is going to take. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it's just often easier said than done for some people. It is, but we have to think about, we have to think about the July 4th version of all of ourselves and what our July 4th version wants us to look and feel like, not what our, I need to comfort myself today version. Like we have to really focus on how I want to feel about myself two months from now and start living like that right now. So here's some super boring, super practical, but man, they work. You just (laughs) have to decide to do them. The first one, goal pants. Now this is what goal pants are. In my community, we try goal pants on on Monday mornings and they are a way to self-validate and just to assess how we're doing. So what you have to do is just go in your closet and find a pair of pants that are one size too small that you want to be able to wear, but you probably never leave your bathroom. Put them on every single Monday, but keep them in front of you, but commit to your own self that you're going to put them on on Mondays because that's going to give your body a physical feeling about how you are doing. And when those goal pants start to loosen up a little bit because you're starting to eat foods that serve you, you Uh are going to start feeling more empowered. But man, it means you have to go in your closet and get a pair of goal pants and put them out and try them on. I mean, I know I'm asking you to do something you really don't want to do. But again, your future, you will thank you. I'm going to pick it And basically too, it's just about keeping about, it's kind of like what I know what I used to do as a student. And even now to this day, if there's something I'm really working on, I write it down and put it on my bulletin board, on my bathroom mirror. I even stick a sticky note in my car so that Mm -hmm. it plays in front of me. So that Mm -hmm. typically speaks Mm -hmm. to that same thing. Because what you pay attention to improves. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say to the goal pants and I do the same thing. I'll write I forget every single morning my best goals from the day before. So like you, Allison, I have to write them down and stick them on the mirror too. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I was going to keep doing that. It takes 66 days or more to make a habit. It does take a while. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's say you're the type of person like me that every morning you wake up and you're like, man, today's going to be the day. I'm going to kill the day. Okay. Let's start with this. Just nail the first third of the day. Get a strong, good, healthy breakfast in you. And I can make a recommendation if you want me to. But just win the first third of the day because if we can balance blood sugar, you're likely to go into the second third of the day with balanced blood sugar. Choose another good meal. And then the great part is when we get to the trigger time, which is for most people, late afternoon, early evening. Right. It's usually like between 2 and 4.30 is what I like to call the energy crash window. Bingo you're far less likely to be having it because you balance your blood sugar all day long and your cravings are not going to be screaming at you so much. And you're going to have basic biology working in your favor rather than against you. But I would encourage, I do this with my clients and the ones that really want to amp up their results. They put their goal pants on when, and well, normally it's when they get home from work, but in our case, during that window, they make sure they're not in quitters or loungewear. They make sure that they're in their goal pants that later part of the day, just to help remind themselves to stay accountable to what they're fighting. Yeah. For. Because you yeah, know, because repetition, I mean, we, we absolutely need repetition, you know, in what, what shape or form. 
you know, and, and like our willpower is at its lowest at the end of the day. So is our metabolism. Our willpower yeah. is strongest and our metabolism is going the fastest at the beginning of the day. And that's when people don't struggle. So something simple like wearing your gold pants or your tight pants later in the day, that can really help motivate you to make the right choices that your 8 a.m. self would like for you to honor. Oh, I think that's that's a great idea. So why don't you tell me what what are your favorite snacks? Do you do? I mean, or I'm a I'll be honest with you, I'm a snacker, and I, I've talked to a lot of people in weight loss and nutrition experts who say who aren't a big fan of snacks. They prefer to say eat several small meals. I've always been a snacker. I mean, as mm-hmm. long, my entire life. Well, okay, so it's just I mean, you probably agree it's a calories in, calories out equation, of course, no matter right. how you do it. Okay, so whether you snack or don't, I think it's to the person. Personally, I do breakfast, lunch, bridge snack, and dinner. And I bridge snack is between four and six o'clock, and it's on purpose to ruin my dinner. And yeah. it's between 150 and 200 calories. And I have to tell that part because statistically, people's snacks are getting closer to 500 and 600 calories. Oh, totally. Yeah. Portion so, size is our downfall in this country, really. Amen. Oh, it's just it right there. We could drop the mic on that one. Yeah. Um, Okay, so my favorite snack would be this. I don't know if you know about GG crackers, GG Scandinavian crackers. You can get them off Amazon. I prescribe to protein, fat, and fiber at every meal, make maintaining or losing weight, no big deal. Fiber yeah. is a zero calorie part to a carbohydrate. It will, when you mix with water, I mean, when you eat fiber and you drink Right, right, it water, expands. Stretch your stomach. It's going to tell right. you you're full. The, now, fiber has so much bulk and so little calorie, and your body can't digest it. Mm-hmm. So your body's going to burn extra calories trying to digest it. We have a lot of really good things happening if you eat fiber. So in the afternoon, I'll have four of these GG crackers. Each cracker is four grams of fiber. So that's 16 gram fiber right there in that snack. And it's only eight net carbs. Each cracker is wow. 20 calories. So you're going to burn more calories because you ate them than had you not eaten them because your body's going to try so hard to digest them. Plus your stomach's going to stretch and you're going to feel full and you have this bulk in your gut and you're going to go into dinner less likely to eat your arm off or think that it's the last supper. Yeah. So what I typically do is four GGs and I pair it with a fat and and a protein. So it could be Greek whipped cream cheese and a little bit of smoked salmon or smoked turkey or chicken leftover from the night before. I will top them with marinara sauce and low fat um, string cheese, nuke it for 10 minutes and make little GG pizzas, put some oregano on the top. Outstanding. That sounds great. Almond butter on top and some sugar-free, um, what do I want to say? Jelly and like Uh little GG cracker, peanut butter and jellies. Now, let me tell you though, I don't want to oversell the GGs in terms of they're going to be 17 kinds of awesome. They're not. They're dry. They're crunchy. Your jaw will get a little sore from chewing them, but man, (laughs) will these little ditties do the deal for you. And they're so great because you can have them at home. Like right now we can fancy them up and we've got a little more time to make GG pizzas or top them with guac and a little bit of turkey or whatever. But then you can pack them in your car with nut butter pouches when we get released from being grounded and you've got your snack with you. And the reason I'm a fan of packing the snack, I call it like the diaper bag in the car. Remember we had to oh, pack totally. the Oh, totally. I'm bag? a big fan of, t- I take food everywhere I go just about. I mean, okay. This needs to be like a universal habit that we've got to get the world back to doing because 
We would never leave the house without a diaper bag when the kids were little, you know, because uh-huh. it cost a lot of time to go try and find diapers and wipes. It was often more expensive and you didn't know for sure if you were going to find them. And I tell people the same thing is true for what your, your goals are. If you leave the house without your snack, it's going to yeah. cost you calories, time, money. Totally. You're going to be frustrated and probably you're not going to be stopping for a snack until you're close to eating your arm. I off. absolutely agree. And one of my online courses, um, it's one, it's a brand new course. I just started offering this year. It's called Functional Fitness Live. And we spend two weeks on meal prepping and snack ideas. I even, you know, give, a, give some of my little do-it-yourself secrets as far as like putting things in plastic bags already portioned out in the fridge. So it's just a matter of basically opening the door and taking what you need and sticking it in whatever bag you're taking with you. And when I, when I talk to people and they say, well, I don't have time to do that. I'm so busy. I'm like, well, then you're just giving up before you start. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to chance your goals when you get out in public and your work going a million miles a minute and you don't have food on you. That's your own fault. Well, you know what? And what I hear also in those words, like you just said, I hear a two-year-old stomp on their feet going, I just don't want to be. Uh, so no, that's exactly it. I just don't want to. And like, I have to argue guys, a couple things. One, you've been successful in other places of your life. Name any place you've gotten an A on the test, you raised a yep. great adult, whatever. Yeah. If you had success somewhere else, you can have success with weight loss. That is success leaves clues. So you That's can't right. have success here. But the thing is, it's also become acceptable in my perception and what I'm talking with people. We have to use compromise and discipline in every area of our life, especially with relationships. But somehow it became okay to not have to use compromise and discipline when it came to food choices and fueling your body. And food is either medicine or poison. And this is the thing that we actually need to be the best at using compromise and discipline at. Yes, I absolutely agree. It really just comes down to how we make our choices because how we make our... You know, I was, I was having this conversation with a colleague, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was the day before, and she made, she just made a random comment and it just hit me right between the eyes. You know, when people wonder why they get stuck or why they have so much trouble moving forward on something, you know, everything in your world around you is a mirror image of what you believe and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So if you're frustrated and tired of the fact that you can't get your, to use your words to get your gold pants on or that your clothes don't fit you better or that it's the same old story, then look around you. Your world is basically a reflection of the choices that you're making. And at some point, you have to decide that you want to make better choices. That's true. You know, and I, I don't want anyone who's listening to our conversation to think that you and I think that it's easy or trite. Oh, no, of course not. Or, and I, I'm I mean, the last person in the world that is needs to pass judgment, but I'm right? a shooter and I just feel like I feel mm-hmm. like I am doing anyone a disservice if I'm not being completely straightforward. I mean, no said this game called life is going to be easy. That's right. Get one chance on this planet. And if, if anything with this whole coronavirus deal right now. I mean, nobody knows when our time on this planet is going to be over with. And what in the world would you want to just take the easy way and not be intentional with, you know, doing something good with your body and your mind and your life? I mean, and, and how you eat is everything that has to do with that. 
And, and it's not a unicorn. I'm not saying eat like a freaking bird most of the time, but no, but no. you can be intentional about your choices. That's right. That's right. And from like hearing people like yourself and myself say, yes, it was, it was hard and it did yeah. require discipline, but I was able to do it. And you can too, that feeling of, Oh, I'm not doing it wrong or failing if it's hard. Yeah. Oh, it like that can be really encouraging to know I totally. can have success here. The yeah. price I have to pay is discipline. The price I have to pay is um, consistency, but I can be successful as well. Like, I think that's a question a lot of people have in their head. I agree. I totally agree. And, and part of self-care, I believe, and part of what one of the reasons I'm so passionate about talking about it and teaching it as, as part of my platform is, is that, you know, you do have the power to choose what that looks like for you. You know, you don't have to necessarily copy what someone else is doing or, you know, do it because everybody else is doing it. I mean, it, you, you might have a completely different idea of what, a self-care strategy actually looks like for you, but it's mm-hmm. with the choices that you make for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think once you can, you learn that you can give yourself permission and forgive yourself for maybe the mistakes that you've made in the past. The good thing is, is that you can always start over the next day. So if you have a bad day, okay, it's okay. It happens. Just start over the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That all or nothing needs to go away. Like we're imperfect beings. We have to just show up, do it bad, perfect, fail forward and keep trying. Yeah. Fail forward. I like that. That's powerful. I like that. Fail forward. Mm -hmm. I might have to steal that one. Please do. (laughs) So so tell me, I love your favorite quote. You told me that your favorite, you told me a favorite quote and I just, I think it's, um, I'll just, I won't say it. I'll let you tell my audience what that, what it is. It's a John Maxwell quote. Mm-hmm. It's decide what you need most in this world and then go do that. And it's absolutely why Carpenter 180 exists. Wow. Outstanding. So decide what you need most. So in other words, decide what problem you're going to fix or solve and then go do it, right? It will de- yeah, or decide what your problem is that you need fixed or solved. Yes, absolutely. And then what your problem is, not what everybody else's is, right? That That's right. That's exactly right. Because my problem was I didn't understand about just the benefits of protein, fat, and fiber. I didn't understand the balancing the blood sugar and turning up hunger hormones. I, uh-huh. I, there was just a missing piece about how my body could burn fat for fuel in the absence of net carbs. I didn't. Yeah quite understand it. I knew that the standard American diet wasn't working. I understood calories in, calories out, but I was still left hungry, shaky, and tired. And this incorporating in just looking for protein, fat, and fiber on my plate simplified everything so much for me that it took away the food pressure. I knew that I wasn't going to be yo-yo dieting. I understood that my weight wasn't going to be fluctuating. I knew that I wasn't going to feel ravenous and hungry all the time. And it became then I needed somebody who had a loving teaching voice to teach me these things when I was much younger. I, you know, I needed this information so much earlier. So then once I realized that I wanted to share and teach these basics, and that's what most are the basics. They need the foundation set. Well, that's the reason why we call them the basics. We call them Mm -hmm. basics because that's exactly what they are. And I think, you know, we can get caught up in what I like to call shiny object syndrome because there's just so much out there. You know, you can, you can easily function like a ping pong ball and go from 
things. Go from South Beach and go to this plan and that plan and Paleo and Atkins and what about this and what about that? And it's like, and you wonder why so many people can't really stay on track. And there's, you know, there's just there's a lot of peace to me and contentment with being being okay with doing the basics. They're called the basics because they work. That's right. And something people need to really think about is they ask themselves, is the way that I'm eating right now, the way I see myself eating when I'm 70? And if if that answer is not yes, then we haven't found the right pattern of eating just yet. Because that's going to lead to perpetual dieting and yo-yo dieting. If you're always yeah. on a program. But you know, I'm, I'm thinking about someone out there who might be retired, you know, somebody in their 60s or 70s that has said, you know, they may be saying, well, I did all that when I was younger and I want to enjoy my life. I mean, how would you respond mm-hmm. to that? I would say absolutely you want to enjoy your life. But if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Yes. So it's not about restricting. Well said. It's not about taking foods that you love out. Instead, you know, here's another pro tip of what I do in my community. We figure out what each person's top five favorite foods are. Like, so, I mean, Allison, sometimes sit down and like really challenge yourself for what are your top five favorites? And that's a little harder than we think it is. Agree. I absolutely agree with that. I love that. That's great. So then this is what we do next. We take the top five favorite foods and I have people who are willing, let's now figure out the nutritional content. Like what's it going to cost you as if it were in dollars? It's going to cost me this many calories. It's going to cost me this many carbs. It's going to cost me this much fat and protein. And it's just knowing what the price tag is so that you can decide if that's something you want to invest in for the day for yourself. So yes. if it's not in your top five foods, be a, fa- be a food snob and be like, no, I'm going to stick with just protein, fat, and fiber. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just a good solid plate. And if your top five isn't in front of you, well, then just stick with what's working for you. But like, well, let's and say- that's, that's that you bring up an interesting point with that too, because really all food is, is energy and it's just information for our bodies. And so- yes eat something that we like and makes us feel good, you know, Mm -hmm. as if we eat, you know, say to use your example, a comfort food, we might feel good in the moment, but we're not going to feel good later. Right. Well, like, let's say, okay, so let's say you're feeling kind of bad about yourself and there's macaroni and cheese in front of you at dinner time, and you really don't like macaroni and cheese, but you eat three bowls of it anyway, just to numb out. And then you feel bad the next day, as opposed to, macaroni and cheese isn't in your top five. So skip it. Eat the, you know, the other foods that are you kind of like, you don't love macaroni and cheese anyway. You're going to wake up the next day feeling better about yourself. Like I, I agree. I so, so in other words, don't, 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 don't put yourself in a position. I think I was talking about this last week. Don't in my, on my show, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to start from behind the start line the next day. Sure. Especially in a food you don't putting love yourself so in a position not to succeed. Right. Exactly. It just comes you know, down then, to being intentional with your choices. You know, I'm not saying, okay, so if you really like, you know, bread with dinner, you know, if you go out to eat, you know, they always bring bread out first. And, and, you know, I talk to, you know, clients a lot and they say, well, I've just got to stop doing that. I know that's not good for me, but they really like bread. So I'm like, don't deprive yourself of something that you like. You just, we just have to come up with a strategy that works. I mean, you probably don't yes. Single night, but if you go out and enjoy a nice meal with your family, then absolutely have the bread if that's what you like. 
You know, and Allison, I would say that bread and olive oil or bread and butter, like especially good French baguette are in my top five. Yeah. So, okay. So in that case, that's where I'm absolutely like, if it's in your top five and you look at that bread and that's worth it, you need to go in and have it. So you don't feel regret the next day, either. Yeah. but you actually need to have a thoughtful indulgence. Like I am going to choose to have this because it looks 17 kinds of awesome right here. Yeah. <laughs> but the other part is I'll teach people like, let's do a three bite rule instead of just the whole loaf rule. Like there are studies done that the best bite is the first bite because that's absolutely the I did not agree more with that. The second best bite is the, the final bite because that's the one that lingers. The bite that's in the middle, it doesn't matter if it's one or 17. All it is is a difference between portion control and gluttony. And what you're looking for in that second bite is the rush that you got with the first that you're never going to get. So you can look at that bread and be like, all right, I'm totally going in, but I'm probably going to just do a three bite rule because I still want, I have these health goals that I'm working toward. You're in a position where you made a choice and you don't have regret and you also feel empowered the next day. Because well, you and you, and you've also, it's like, I always say you, you're, you've, you've, you've already said yes to yourself mm-hmm. to be okay with saying yes to yourself. And when you, you go and, and do and make choices that don't necessarily serve you, they might be kind of the fun thing to do in the moment. But then later on, you're like, oh, why did I do that? I messed up. I screwed up or whatever, you know, the negative self-talk that starts. Put yourself in a position to say yes to yourself from the start. Yes. And, you know, and there's something that happens, Allison, when you can say yes to yourself, then you also feel empowered to say no to yourself. Like, no, I really don't want it that bad. I totally agree. It's it's a healthy boundary. Right. And then, you know, that feeling of empowerment of I had a choice in the matter, that's totally different than I don't know what just happened. All of a sudden I ate a bag of pretzels. I I totally agree. I could not have said it better. So Mm -hmm. fabulous. So let's Mm -hmm. assume... Before we wrap up, let's assume that somebody out there is you know, really finding now that they're like working from home, they're surrounded by food, all they're thinking are the negative thoughts that, you know, they keep, you know, hearing all the doom and gloom that's on the news now. And they're completely stressed out because they think that once this is all over with and they, you know, either go back to the gym or go back to whatever it was they were doing, they're just completely beating themselves up and they really just need a good starting point. What would you say to that? Okay. Well, first off, like we can do really practical things. Go back to your three liters of water a day, one liter between six and 12, another 12 and three, another three and six. Biggest reason is hunger mimics dehydration. So your body might just really be thirsty and you getting that water in is going to do a lot for your health. So basics, just that's a good habit to get back into starting right now. Another one is just journaling. If you eat something, write it down. Better yet, the night before you go to bed, all right, let me say this. It's going to cost you the effort of doing the work the night before. And I already know you're like, I'm not sure I like Suzanne anymore because she's telling me something <laughs> I don't want to do. But if I don't you can, feel like I'm in school, right? <laughs> right. I like, I understand the painful words I'm saying to your people right now. But right. if you can write down the night before what you plan to eat the next day, you just saved yourself a whole lot of brain calories the next day because all you have to do is look at your list and go, oh, that's right. I'm eating that. And then just eat that for one day. Because if, if you do it, and then you, you write down that, that same night what you're going to eat the following day, you're going to begin a, a sequence of self-validating. You're going to do a lot for your emotional well-being with that. 
Um, and then the last thing I would say is in a nutshell, getting those gold pants on, on Monday or every night and go for winning that first third of the day. Just do the first third of your day well. Sometimes doing a whole day perfect is too overwhelming. And we just need to get that first meal. Because again, success leaves clues. If you can do the first well, you might go into the second part of the day well. Well, and it, it, and it, it, it gives us information, you know, and it, I think so often when we don't get the result that we want from something or something's either freaking us out or scaring us or stressing us out or whatever, you know, we have to remember to stop. We have control over what we think. We have to stop and, and check ourselves and say, what is this telling me? This is telling me that A, this is a sore subject. B, this is making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do about it? You know, you have to give yourself some grace and some time and space to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's totally to me such a big piece of self care. You know, and I think I think there are there were years years that I was listening for what's the workaround? What's the yeah. easier way to do That's this? The easy way, right? Well, That's just human nature. Have... I think human nature is. So people want the easy way out. They may not voice that, you know, literally, mm-hmm. but I just think as human beings, we, we want the easy way out. We're used to instant gratification. Right. Right. And again, to me, it was so empowering when I learned about the benefits of having a high fiber diet. And then in terms of fiber and lower fiber, lowering the net carb, once yeah. I once I really started to feel the benefits of fiber keeping me full, balancing my blood sugar, I was yeah. having weight loss without hunger. I wasn't yo-yoing with my weight. Once yeah. I once I really leaned into all the health properties behind that, it made so much sense. I found a lot of um, empowerment with that. Well, and, 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 what, it, and it gives you a sense of not just comfort, but just peace too, because you don't feel like you're just constantly having this push and pull going on. It's like you're, you feel like you're being pulled in a million different directions and mm-hmm. kind of finally settled on, on a course of action. You know, I remember once one of my professors when I was in grad school said this one day, and I've never forgotten it, and it still serves me to this day. He said, sometimes when you feel like you have a lot of choices, you because you feel like you almost feel better if you feel like you've got more than one option. You know, you can go here, mm. this, you can do this, you can do this or whatever. Mm. And, you know, for, for whatever reason in our psyche, we believe that if we're not constricted to just going one way, we feel better. But it's only when you actually make a choice and make a commitment to something that you can actually experience what real freedom actually is. That's a good word. Exactly mm-hmm. the way he said it, but but that's what I remember. It's like you feel like you have you feel freedom when you feel like you have a lot of choices, but you're only really free when you make one choice. Mm, that's good. So all of your that's- energy that you're trying to balance doing all doing all this is finally doing something that serves you, and that's really where you can find the inner peace. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this has been so much fun. I am so excited that you were able to work me into your schedule and that we could get this done today. Um, I am too. This has been a delightful conversation. I've loved getting to be here with you today. This has just been super fun for me too. Where can people find you? Sure. Okay. So everything is Carpenter 180. You can go to my website and sign up for seven free days of SOS and just get some of my great little tips, the juicy tips. And I uh, followed up with emails for recipe ideas and grocery lists and snack ideas, Gigi crackers and 
included. So uh, Instagram is Carpenter180 and so is Facebook, but I should add it's Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R-O-N-E-8-0. So you spell the number one and then it's the number Oh, eight. okay. I'm glad you clarified that. Mm-hmm. O-N-E. Carpenter180, okay. And then Instagram is a lot of fun to me, by the way. I put on my stories almost every day some part of what I've eaten for the day, just as a way of showing a little bit of inspiration, but also the simplicity behind it. And again, I have four kids and kids need fiber too. So they're eating this way. And that can help a lot of these moms just clear up some confusion on getting ideas. Well, and people, people, I think just people need to know that it's not as hard as they think it is. You know, it's not. we can do yeah. something, uh, what could be pot- a potentially complicated process, really make it simple. Then, you know, we're really doing everyone a service if we can do that. Oh, and it's delicious too. Like if you follow yeah. me long enough, you'll see I, last night we were making pumpkin donuts out of protein powder and fiber powders awesome. with my daughter. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like we're living a life of broccoli and chicken breast. That's not yeah. what we're going with. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. No, I'm That's figuring true. out how to make delicious soups and showing those off and creating well, it's, risottos. It's like if it doesn't taste good, who cares? You know, people <laughs> don't want to just feel like they have to eat like a rabbit all the time. So, That's not the no. way. Right. I mean, totally. Mm-mm. This has just mm-hmm. been outstanding. I'm just, I've just really enjoyed this. We're going to have to get you back and do a follow-up episode. So oh, I'll, gotcha. I'll make sure that all of your information is on my show page. So if anybody is interested in reaching out to Suzanne and, and finding her, I will make sure that all her information is there. Suzanne, thank you so much um, for joining me today. Um, I'm just super, I'm just, just really, really thrilled. This has just been a, been a blast. So here, um, Anyone out there listening, please remember to head over to our free community on Facebook, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. Please head over and join us. We, we, I try to share what I think to be just really awesome information on a near daily basis in there. Um, and so I, I, it's always great. We have great people in there. And this is always just a fun thing that, that, that we can enjoy together. Cause honestly, when we feel like we have community, we feel like there's a lot of things that are a lot easier to deal with mm-hmm. on Facebook. Uh, please head over to my website at cufitness.com and click contact us. That's the letter C, the letter U fitness.com. Click contact us and feel free to send me an email. Um, I always love your stories, um, your comments, what works, what doesn't work. Um, I always enjoy hearing from you. So please do not hesitate to reach out. Even if you just, have something that you want to share, a win or a struggle or whatever. Um, this is Allison Katzkowski. This has been the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life and so make it a good one.